Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. Kelly here. And today I want to talk about how to opt out of excuses. And I want to start by asking a question. What is stopping you from living your best life? Think on that for a moment. Is there an obstacle in your jobs or an obstacle with partnership or relationships with family? Is there an opportunity or a circumstance that you are waiting for in order for you to live that best life? What is stopping you from living the life of your dreams right now? And I ask that question because today I really want to focus in on how sometimes our own discomfort with joy, with success, with happiness and healthy dynamics, our own discomfort with that can have us creating excuses and barriers to living the life that we want. And as I always say with this podcast, there's nothing I talk about that in some way I haven't experienced myself. So by no means is this an episode of judgment. It's just an episode of awareness. It is about having that uncomfortable but silent conversation that you need to have with yourself to think about where are you making excuses? And where are there opportunities to grow, to have the things that you want in your life? And how much of our lives is discomfort? Is that fear from feeling good or discomfort in having the good? Really the obstacle that's getting in the way of us achieving our goals. We're going to look at things in a couple of areas. We're going to look at how we can be making excuses in our professional life, how we can be making them in our interpersonal relationships, and then an offshoot of that is where we can be making excuses for ourselves, where trauma may be in a barrier to the way that we talk to ourselves and our own personal private goals, how that may be showing up. Let's start by looking at your professional life. I think one of the things that brought me to the work that I did, and last week I talked a little bit about myself and my own journey and just who I am as a person and what I do for a living, is that I love the idea of helping people discover joy in the work that they do. Because I think the prevailing belief, and I know I've had that belief up until literally a year or two ago, was that work and misery or work and dissatisfaction go hand in hand. That there is always going to be an element of work that just frankly sucks. And that we've been conditioned to associate work with with work, that it's not joyful. It's not a space where you get excited necessarily. And there are some of us that have joyful jobs. And and for those of you, that's great. Keep them, reinforce that, stick with it. But I think the majority of folks, that it's a job. And part of that entails some level of struggle or some level of discomfort. Many people, when you ask them, like, where would you like to be? They are not where they want to be. They're maybe one step shy or a couple steps shy, or they wish they were in a different position. And so the question becomes, well, what's holding you back from having that job or shifting to a career that allows you more time to spend with your family, let's say, or shifting to a career that allows you to live abroad? I am always going to push you to daydream and to visualize the life that you want. Because I do think the first step to realizing and attaining a thing is to imagining the possibility of it. But it's got to go beyond a daydream at some point, right? At some point, action is required. 
And this is where people get lost if they even engage in daydreaming and particularly in the professional realm. One of the things I realized when I worked with folks is that a lot of times we are comfortable complaining about our jobs. We're comfortable complaining about microaggressions. We're comfortable complaining about black tax. And I want to be clear. The reason why we talk about those things is because they're very real. They happen all the time in the workplace. I could spend the next month recounting all the microaggressions and overt racism I've experienced in just the last job that I had before working for myself. But I've made a conscious choice to acknowledge it, to not tolerate it where I could stand up and make a difference for sure, but to also not allow it to hold me back from having the life I wanted, from having the professional career that I wanted. Trust me, now that I'm an entrepreneur, it is not as if microaggressions and racism have disappeared. It shows up just as much in those places as it did when I was working for other people. I am very aware that people who are consultants don't often look like me. And because they don't look like me, I am at a disadvantage and people are more likely to trust the word of a white guy than they are of a younger looking, I'm not, but a younger looking black woman. It's just a fact. And so I'm not here to erase the fact that people experience and that you are probably experiencing some really terrible things on your jobs that is sucking the joy out of it. But I also want to ask you the question, what is stopping you? from having the best career you could have. And if the only thing you can think of is microaggressions, I've got good news for you. You could still have the career of your dreams despite the fact that microaggressions exist. But you have to really be honest about what is the obstacle. And is it an obstacle? Or is it the fact that we are uncomfortable pushing ourselves to reach for that next goal? That being the next rung in that ladder has a level of vulnerability that maybe we're not ready for. Or maybe part of it is, is that we're just not ready outside of any external factors. That we just need to do some more work or skill building for ourselves and being honest about that, right? Don't say, well, it's because my boss is racist. Yeah. And it could also be that I probably could brush up on some skills here. The other reason and excuse we sometimes make up is we say it's somebody else's fault. It's the job's fault. But we don't realize maybe it's just not what we want. Maybe we've outgrown it. Or maybe the reason why we have set this goal has nothing to do with us. And so we're using our job, our boss, our coworkers as an excuse rather than admit the fact that because I realize that I actually maybe hate being insert profession. And the excuse I'm giving to avoid the discomfort of going for what I want is to say it's because this job is terrible. It's because this environment isn't good. Again, it isn't an or. Your job environment could be terrible and Maybe this isn't the career you want. And maybe there are some things more to learn in your job. What if 2024, you got a little bit better every day? Well, when you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. 
And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. You don't need to pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. I have loved using Babbel. As you may know, I used to live in Italy, and Babbel helped me be able to speak to vendors, navigate vacation spots, ask for directions. It just made life easier. Babbel's 10-minute lessons are quick and handcrafted by hundreds of language experts that you can start learning to speak a language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com bgb. Get 50% off at babbel.com bgb, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bgb. Rules and restrictions may apply. I don't know about you, but I have opted out of struggle when it comes to meal prepping and eating high-quality food. With ButcherBox, you get incredible deals on premium cuts, deals as good or hard to come by at the grocery store. I know for myself, I do not like having to plan out everything I eat and then also be concerned about the quality of what I'm eating. When it comes to ButcherBox, it means less trips to the grocery store for me. It means knowing immediately in my freezer what's available and feeling confident about what's in there. It's about the value that ButcherBox offers. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com BGB and use code BGB to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Did you know Black Girl Burnout has a YouTube channel now? We created this channel to give you even more bonus content, things you will not find on the podcast like Hey Girl Chats. This is where we build community through conversation with ordinary women like you and myself. It's informal. It's fun. We guarantee you're going to love it. Also on the channel will be affirmations dropped monthly, as well as guided meditations and all our guest interviews. So head over to YouTube and opt in by subscribing to our channel and catch all the new content. Don't let excuses keep you in struggle and don't let excuses be the protection you put up because it is uncomfortable to sit in the good. Now let's look at our personal lives and where we can opt out of excuses there. All the time, when I think about personal relationships, it's really all about boundaries. And I talk about boundaries all the time. And it's something that I still struggle with very transparently. I, you know, just had a conversation with my therapist today where I tend to be like a pendulum. I swing from either what's called porous boundaries where people can pass through them really easily. Certain people in my life, there's very little boundaries. And then I swing to the other way where... I have like brick wall boundaries and it wouldn't matter who it is, you're not getting through. So that's something I'm working on as well. But when we talk about excuses, a lot of the excuses we make in our personal life and our interpersonal relationships 
Are they real excuses or are they things that we are putting up to avoid setting boundaries, to avoid the joy that comes after the boundaries? So are there relationships where it's not, oh, insert gender is terrible. You'll never find a good man, a good woman. You can never find a good person. There's no good people out there. Is that true? Or is the actual truth that we're blaming other people? We're saying that it's other people's responsibility, but it's an excuse because we're uncomfortable about what it would look like if we set a boundary with someone we're in partnership with that we know needs to be set. And instead of setting that boundary, we say, well, that's just how insert this person is. This is just how this gender is. How often are we having those conversations and giving ourselves an excuse to stay in struggle and not have the relationship of our dreams, if that's what we want? And again, it goes back to the professional. Maybe the truth is that you don't want to be in relationship with anyone right now. And that's a valid, real decision to make. But that's very different than, well, there's no good partners out there. There's no such thing as a good partner. It's that you're actively making a choice that you don't think partnership is right for you at this time in your life. And I don't think we say enough or do enough to validate folks that say, I don't want to be partnered right now. Is it difficult to find people and have healthy relationships? 100%. 100%. But it's not or, like I said. It's not, it's a hard to find great people. It's an and. and. Maybe I don't want to be partnered right now. Maybe I need to set some boundaries so I have a better dating pool to choose from. Or maybe I need to set better boundaries so I can have more meaningful friends. As you get older, it is harder to make long-term friendships. It is. It's just the way life is. And it might be that we don't have great friends in our lives because we are not available to folks that we are caught up in our own personal drama so much that we don't have time. Or maybe our family is difficult or there's a lot of trauma in our family and we avoid setting boundaries because we're afraid of how folks will react. The goal here isn't to say that there's not valid reasons for us having a difficult time in these areas of our lives. It's more about when we use an excuse to be an obstacle to us having the life of our dreams, because that's what I started with. What is stopping you from living your best life? I think the last area where we make excuses shows up in a a unique way. Social media to me and social media culture, I love consuming social media content. Let me be very clear. I am a lover of social media. And I'm also an equal part hater of social media because there's a phenomenon that's happening a lot. And I've talked about it a couple of times in the podcast. And trust me, I'm going to connect it to excuses. And the last category of like within ourselves, there's some barriers and excuses to us living our best lives. I noticed that in social media culture, we are, we have lost the ability to discern what to be offended by and what not to be offended by. And what I mean by that is I'm not saying that you can't read something and be offended. Uh, You absolutely can be. But there is a level of entitlement to thinking that somebody owes you something because they 
put it on social media or they said it in an interview or some other medium. And sometimes we use that as an excuse to stay unhappy. What is stopping us from living a good life and living our best life, living the life of our dreams? Our excuse becomes, I see a lot of just bad things in the world. And I'm often like fighting off the bad and it stops me from thinking about the good. Like I don't even have space to think about the good because the bad is happening. And it's not that no bad things are happening. It's not that people aren't doing things that are incredibly offensive or all the isms, like just name them. It could also be that we choose to engage with content. We choose to engage and feed our minds on constant negativity. And in the constant negativity, it becomes an excuse to not live our best life. It becomes an excuse to address the discomfort we have of what would it be like if there was nothing in your way? What would it be like if you walked through your day with joy and every interaction you had was positive and you read only things that made you feel good? And instead, we end up in empty debates about people and racism and sexism and how difficult it is to be a Black woman. And we substitute that for having a joyous life. It is, we live in a world filled with racism. We live in a world filled with sexism. It is hard to be a Black woman. And intergenerational trauma is real. Slavery is real. The, there isn't even a scale to measure the level of pain that we as Black women have endured historically and as Black folks can endure, have endured. There just isn't a metric for that. I don't believe it. And we still can have a joyful life. And if we allow that to be an excuse for us finding joy, we are missing out on our legacy and our birthright. And if we keep re-traumatizing ourselves, I think that's the better way I want to phrase this. If we keep re-traumatizing ourselves by engaging with content where people are, are being racist or sexist or where people are being negative and degrading to each other, if we keep re-traumatizing ourselves then we are getting further and further away from the life of our dreams instead of closer and closer. It's We're not setting up a world where everything's going to be perfect and then I will have the life of my dreams. It is a world where we are going to have the life of our dreams despite the fact that the world can be unforgiving and tough, particularly to Black women. So when I say to opt out of excuses, I don't mean this to make anyone feel bad or for you to feel like there isn't real reasons to be in pain or real reasons your career hasn't gone the way it was meant to be or your interpersonal relationships and family dynamics aren't perfect or that your trauma history is not important or valid. It's not or. It's that you can have the life of your dreams and have a life filled with overcoming trauma, have imperfect family dynamics, have a career that's maybe filled with microaggressions and some racist coworkers, and you're going to live a life of your dreams anyway. And so your daily practice today is, it's a simple one. The next time you have a negative thought, add an and to it. It's hard out here for a black woman. And I'm going to try to live my life joyfully despite that. 
it's hard in this professional realm to get to the next level. There's all these microaggressions and all these systemic structures getting in the way of me being CEO, let's say. And I'm going to brush up on my skill sets. I am going to pivot if I need to my career and get myself closer to having that job of my dreams, that career of my dreams. Add an and to whatever challenging thing you are experiencing. I have trauma. I have a significant trauma history and I am working on healing myself because I deserve joy. Try that exercise and see how it works out for you. So that's it for today's episode. Here are a few ways where you can support this podcast. First things first, if you haven't subscribe and follow the podcast, we're streaming on all major platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just to name a few. Subscribe and get each new episode as it drops. Secondly, subscribe to the newsletter. We have a monthly newsletter that is chock full of goodness and updates, as well as first access to all the giveaways we do here at Black Girl Burnout. Are you following us on our socials? If not, what are you waiting for? You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Black Girl Burnout and on Twitter at BLK Girl Burnout. Last but not least, make our day and leave a review. Your five stars truly give me and the team so much energy and we appreciate you so much. Until we speak next, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 